Welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Monsters. Your host today will be Caleb. All right, we got DFS stuff. We got some more news we're going to discuss today. Uh, but let's start, man, with just some some devastating news that we saw um, last night come out. And, uh, man, Demarius Thomas um, suddenly passed away. From what I was able to gather, it seems like a medical issue. Uh, don't really know what that means. Um, but I'm sure more will more will be coming through the weekend. But man, this is sad. I mean, 33 years old. Um, that's just a year older than myself. You know, a talented athlete. Uh, I still remember, you know, him and Peyton Manning and, you know, winning that Super Bowl. Just the amazing catches that he was able to do. How he could get downfield so quickly. I know some of this stuff kind of tailored off at the end of his career, which made him kind of retire a little early. I know he had some knee stuff too, but man, this is just really sad. Uh, I, I never, I never like hearing, um, you know, just people like Demarius Thomas, who was beloved, not only in the football community, but obviously with his friends and family. And, and uh, I mean, even myself, I never met the guy and I loved, I love this dude. Um, he always just seemed very down to earth. He wasn't this prototypical, like it's about me type mentality. Um, I also have to throw out the fact that dude, he had like the nicest looking smile, like seriously, like his smile. Like, I feel like if he would walk into a room and just smile all of a sudden, like that room is just like uplifted into a whole nother world. So, you know, just, just from the fantasy monsters, we just want to say, you know, our thoughts and prayers are, are, are with him and, um, well, with his family. Um, during such a devastating time, um, I really hope that, uh, you know, God will be able to, uh, somehow bless this family through this and just, and just put his hand on him or on uh, each and every one of them. But this is just a sad day, um, for the whole entire football community, you know, for all of his fans and, and just for his family. So, um, you know, God be with this family and, uh, you know, let's just, you know, pray that they're going to be able to get through this. Um, on to some other news, um, a little bit lighter, I guess, but, uh, Mari Cooper is ready to go. He said that, uh, he's ready for a full workload. That's good news. If you're one, a Dallas Cowboys fan, which I'm not, but I am an Amari Cooper fan. Um, I did trade for him a couple weeks back and I still haven't been able to play him. So I'm excited to be able to play him this week. More Dallas news. Tony Pollard looks like, uh, has torn his, uh, plantar fascia, which is, you know, in his foot. So, um, I haven't been able to see like, if he's going to be at an extended amount of time or not, but, um, I mean, this would be very uncomfortable if he tried to play through it, uh, but this is not good for that running game where Tony Pollard basically, in my opinion, been taking over this run game, um, from Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, also Waller still not practicing. So Darren Waller still on the field, not sure, um, what this is going to look like moving forward, but the fact that he's still not going to be on the field, if he's not practicing today, which is Friday. Um, chances are he ain't playing this weekend. Uh, some other people that did not play uh, practice yesterday was Joe Mixon due to an illness. Um, not sure what the illness was, but doesn't look like it's anything other than just some sort of, you know, bug that could be going around. So we'll have to kind of keep an eye on him um, just due to the fact that, I mean, he's been killing it lately. So 
uh, he's not going to be able to be on the field. That's going to be disappointing. But uh, let's hope that this illness is a 24-hour thing and he can get back. Liza Mitchell is also still not practicing. I do anticipate him starting this Sunday. But, um, again, if he's not practicing by Friday with the walkthrough or anything like that, then chances are he may, uh, he may not be playing Sunday as well. So we shall see. But uh, let's go ahead and jump into our DFS. All right, guys. So DFS for this week, got a bunch of players I want to talk about. It's not actually a bad week, man. If you guys want to start getting into DFS, it's a good week to start doing it. Um, There's some really, really talented players I think that you can buy low this week. We'll get to those here in a second. So uh, first things first, let's jump into quarterbacks. Dak Prescott, loving this pick against Washington. Uh, Coming off kind of a not so hot uh, week last week, but I mean, it was still kind of passable I guess against New Orleans they they ended up getting the win that's all that matters I guess um but this week I think that he's going to be able to come back and uh get that 20 25 point week for you guys so I don't think last week um is going to be what we're going to see moving forward from Dak Prescott um it's a really good matchup however Washington's defense has been kind of playing better in recent weeks which makes me think that some people are going to deter from uh trying to start Dak Prescott but at $6,700 it's I, st- I still think that's worth it I do have two guys that are cheaper, though. Um, I know I'm playing one in uh, all three of my lineups this week, um, but uh, I called I called a couple of these players a couple weeks ago. I think I might have just called them too early. But I got Taysom Hill, and I also got Cam Newton. So Taysom Hill, $5,600 against the Jets. It's the Jets. I mean, the Jets don't look good um, against most people. And even when uh, Taysom Hill throws four picks, I mean, he can still post 20 points. So, I mean... Let's keep that in mind, guys. I mean, he would have had a really, really good fantasy finish against Dallas if he didn't throw four picks. So keep the ball under control. I think he'll be able to do that against this, these Jets who give up the 21st most points against the quarterback position. Um, it's not the worst, but it's definitely not good. So I think Taysom Hill, especially with his rushing ability, or in that Dallas game, he did rush for over 100 yards. So that's what I'm looking for is not only the passing work where he threw for 264, but he also rushed for 100 kind of like what you look at with Lamar Jackson and and you know Jalen Hurts players like that so um, I think Taysom Hill at 5600 is great and then another guy that's very similar uh, Cam Newton he's going up against Atlanta who's the 30th against the quarterback position and yes he's coming off a terrible terrible game We've talked about Cam Newton all week I think he's someone that people are going to sleep on because of that Miami game but Atlanta's defense is not Miami Okay, so Atlanta's defense is nowhere near Miami, no matter what all the Falcons fans say. It's just not. So him getting benched in that Miami game, they're expecting him to start. Yes, they made a a, a change at the um, uh, offensive coordinator position. So I do think things are going to change. And again, just like I said with Taysom Hill, I see the same thing with Cam Newton. So he can also run for, you know, 50, 60 yards and a touchdown or two. And he's also can throw for two touchdowns. He won't throw as many passing yards um, as I think Taysom Hill will. But for $5,400, I think it's worth a shot, guys. I definitely think it's worth a shot. All right, let's jump into these running backs. Two guys that uh, I don't mind paying up for this week. Uh, One is going to be Leonard Fournette. So Leonard Fournette, I mean, honestly, is having one of the best uh, years of his career. I mean, seriously, like, it's... uh, it's insane um, what he is doing. Uh, I think he's going to 
basically, as long as he stays healthy, I think he's going to uh, destroy a lot of his other years that he had in Jacksonville. Um, he's definitely killing it from the last season. But, uh, I mean, let's see. Week against Indy was huge. Week against Atlanta was pretty good. Um, definitely could have been slightly better, but uh, he only had 44 rushing yards. Um, but, of course, he scored the touchdown. He had eight targets and seven receptions, which is just not normal for this dude. But I, I love seeing it. I think it's just going to continue against Buffalo. Buffalo last week, I mean, just looked just awful <laughs> against the running game as the Patriots kind of just showed, yes, this is going to be in Tampa. Um, but still, I mean, the Bills just couldn't stop anything on the ground. I think that Tampa's probably going to come out on top on this game. So I think there's going to be plenty of opportunity to run the ball. And I think Lord and Fournette is going to definitely be able to be a product of that. I also like Joe Mixon. Um, again, if he's going to play this week, I know that he's out with a with an illness right now, but he's going against San Francisco. Yeah, he's 7,700, but again, he's just having really, really solid weeks um, before last week. So, I mean, he went on a stretch of 21. Well, hold on. This isn't standard. Let me Let me change it real quick to PPR. He went on a 25, 28, 24, 32 was his points um, in that, <laughs> per, you know, in his, in his games. Last week, yes, he only had 9.4. He did not look um, great in the receiving game. They only got one target, which is, again, you, you definitely want to see more than that, uh, you know, for Joe Mixon. But I think coming up this week against um, San Francisco, I think he's going to get back to that, those huge games. So I don't mind paying up for somebody that I know is going to be successful. I think Joe Mixon's going to be successful this week. Uh, somebody that if you want to take a little bit of a dip on, um, I, I'm a little shocked that he's not higher after his uh, what he did last week, but that's Javonta Williams. Guys, it's not 100% that Melvin Gordon is going to be back, um, but even if he is, I think it's going to still come out that Javonta Williams is going to take the workload. So I don't know how much, um, but I don't think it's going to be 50-50. It might be 60-40. I'm hoping for more of a 70-30, especially with uh, Melvin Gordon coming back off injury. So last week he had 23 on the ground um, attempts for 102. He did get a receiving touchdown and he also saw nine targets. I'm not sure if it's going to be like that high again, but if Mixon or if Mixon, if Gordon doesn't play, it definitely will be. If Gordon plays, it's going to be maybe a little bit less, but I think that what's going to happen is Williams is going to get more goal line work. So I think he's not going to only have one receiving touchdown. I think he could have a rushing touchdown and a receiving or two rushing touchdowns. That's my goal for this week with Javonta Williams. If you want to take some more pay cuts, um, I love what Devonta Freeman's looking like down in uh, Baltimore. Um, coming off um, some, some pretty good weeks, um, 14 against, uh, well, again, this is standard. Jeez Louise. Uh, all right, let's switch this. Here we go. 20 against Chicago, 20 against Pittsburgh kind of almost having maybe an every other week game, but uh, you know, Baltimore is going up against uh, Cleveland and yeah, Cleveland's not terrible against the run. Their, their defense is pretty solid, but they just don't have anything else really down there. In my opinion, they're, they're still not passing the ball. Lamar Jackson's still running a lot. I think Devonta Freeman's still going to get a ton of touches. I mean, I'm looking at his attempt total 16, 16, 14 in the last three weeks. I, I don't see that changing. So as long as he's going to see him, he's going to find the end zone. And again, you know, they don't have a lot working in the passing game. So they're doing a lot of dump off to Devonta Freeman. He saw eight targets last week. I don't see that changing this week. 
And of course, we got uh, Dontrell Hilliard. And yes, I understand that he is technically uh, second on the depth chart but, um, behind uh, Deontay Foreman, but he was way more efficient than Deontay Foreman in that game. Uh, 17 points against New England, which is, yeah, that's the last time we saw him was week 12, but that's crazy. You know, he had 131 rushing yards on 12 attempts. And uh, he had two targets, one reception for only two yards. So he did fumble in that game, but I don't think that's going to deter too much because of his efficiency. So I think that he is going to come back in, be more efficient. They're just going to keep feeding him the ball. Uh, They are going up against Jacksonville, which is the 21st ranked defense against the run. So I think they're going to have plenty of opportunity for him to be able to just destroy this defense. All right, guys, wide receivers for this week. Uh, CD lamb, obviously pay up for him. Um, I think he's going to have a pretty solid game this week. CD lamb is playing Washington again. If you want to do the Dak Prescott CD lamb stack, I think that's going to be good. I do know that Amari Cooper is saying he's ready to go and wants a full workload, but still, I think CD lamb's still going to have a solid performance because he's always been really consistent, seeing some really good targets. He did see 13 targets for seven uh, receptions and 89 yards last week against new Orleans. He did not find the end zone. However, Still not a bad week. I'm always going to go with those targets. So even with Amari Cooper coming back, I still think these targets are going to just go up for him. Uh, He is at 7,200, but again, I'm paying up for him this week. Um, If you want to pay down, I've got three guys that I really like this week that you can pay down for. Uh, One is going to be Jalen Guyton um, from the Chargers. So just like uh, I kind of talked earlier about Jared Cook, and uh, he's actually on my tight end list as well, but... uh, they just don't have much going this week. Keenan Allen's definitely going to be out. Apparently Mike Williams has been testing negative for COVID. However, we'll just have to kind of wait and see if he's going to be playing. Um, I know that, the, you know, with the whole COVID protocol, it's very strict. So I'm not sure um, as of, you know, this morning, I have not heard anything about him going to be able to uh, play or not. So I like this. He's only $3,400 and dude with, with Keenan Allen, not going to be there. I mean, he scored a touchdown. He had four or four, for 90 yards in a TD last week. He's not going to be bad. It's, he's not new to this offense, so I don't think much is going to change. I think it's only going to get better for him this week. This week, I also like Elijah Moore, $5,900. It's not bad. He's kind of starting to become like that Deontay Johnson play that I liked last year. So I did talk about him a little bit in their Monster Guy segment. Obviously, that's why I think he's going to be a really good uh, player for DFS this week. You know, in the last five games, he's got five touchdowns. He's just seen an insane amount of targets. 11 or 8, 6, 11, 8, 12. That was his last five weeks. Just incredible. He's had 141 in that in a, in a game, 84, 77. So it, the, with, with Corey Davis not going to be not going to be there. Okay. I think Elijah Moore slides into that number one slot role. All right. Yes, Jamison Crowder is going to be there, but I still think that he's going to be the go-to in this offense. And yes, even though they're going up against New Orleans. Okay, they're going to have to pass the ball a ton because I think they're going to have to be come from behind. So I think they're going to be throwing all day long. Elijah Moore is going to reap so many benefits from that. And so I definitely think at uh, $5,900, it's definitely worth a shot. Uh, last but not least, uh, I got Nick Westbrook, and I'm going to, I can never say that uh, guy's last name. So I, I apologize. But for, um, for Tennessee, he is playing Jacksonville this week, 29th against wide receivers, but he's only $4,500. And yeah, it looks like there's a chance that Julio Jones could be back this week. Um, I haven't really heard much about AJ Brown, but we'll kind of see. 
if AJ Brown's definitely not on the field, even if he, Julio Jones comes back, I still think that Nick Westbrook and I apologize for his last name is going to be able to still reap some benefits here. Um, you know, he's had some pretty good target shares the last two weeks with them both out eight and six was his targets. He had seven receptions, um, one game, two against new England, but again, it's new England. So it's, it's kind of how it is, but going up against Jacksonville, the Jacksonville's defense is, is just terrible. So, um, he did score a touchdown in that new England game. So I just keep in mind, man, he's, he's going to be on the cheap and you're going to have to find some, uh, some savings somewhere. I think he can be able to find some savings here for you. All right, last tight ends, all right? Always pay up for Travis Kelsey. Just do it. You, you try to find cuts somewhere else, you know, again, like a Jalen Guyton and a, and a Nick or even Elijah Moore, some of these guys so you can pay up for people like Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is just basically, you know, outside of last week against Denver where he did look terrible, um, he's normally going to give you really, really good and solid weeks. See, he's... <laughs> last last six or uh, five games, six targets, eight targets, 10 targets, eight targets, eight targets. He's just a target machine. Now, in some of those games, he only ended up having three receptions. Um, and he hasn't found a, the end zone in the last three games, but that's why I think it's going to change this week. He's playing the Raiders. So division game, I think they're just going to light the Raiders up. Travis Kelsey, to me, is always the number one receiver in this offense, even with Tyreek Hill there. I think it's the number one option for him. Go grab Ta Travis Kelsey. If you can't afford him this week, uh, Dalton Schultz guys. I'm not even afraid to play, um, you know, a Dak and Dalton Schultz stack. So, I mean, it's, he's not going to be the number one, especially with Amari Cooper coming back, but Dalton Schultz has been very consistent all year. And in retrospect, I never thought he would be the tight end five on the season. Let's just put it that way. I really didn't see that coming. He's had games with 15 points, 11 points, 17 points, 26 points. He has, that wasn't back in week three, but still. As long as he can find the end zone, he's going to be solid last three games, eight, seven, and five as far as his targets go. And he's seeing decent yardage. Usually for me, tight ends are going to be more of a four or five target, uh, four or five receptions for maybe 30, 40 yards. He's more like 40 to 50 yards. So if not 60. So just watch out for, for Dalton Schultz, 5,400 against Washington. Washington gives up the 16th most points. But if you really want to take a drop here, you really want to drop it down low, barely spend any money. Said this in uh, the streamers and sleepers segment. I uh, said it on uh, monster guys as well, but Jared cook. All right. I'm just, I'm talking about him all week, guys. This is going to be my guy. All right. Playing the giants 15th most against the touchdown or against the touchdowns <laughs> against the tight ends positions. But the thing is, is if Mike Williams isn't playing, okay, even if he does, I still think Jared Cook is going to be really good in this game. But if Mike Williams isn't going to be playing, they already don't have Keenan Allen. Yes, Jalen Guyton is, could be solid this week, but they still need somebody else to throw to. Jared Cook, yeah, I know Austin Eckler is going to be there as well. But I think Jared Cook around the goal line is going to be just a nightmare to cover. So I think Jared Cook this week is going to be solid at $3,200. You're talking about huge cost savings. There's nobody on my list that's even cheaper than that. So go grab Jared Cook and uh, win some money this week. All right, guys. So we did have to push the mail back back um, to another week. Um, so we're actually going to be doing it on Tuesday along with our sleepers and streamers. So no worries. Um, so keep sending in those uh, questions that you might have. You can send us those uh, via any of our social media pages. You can find us at the Fantasy Monsters and or the Fantasy Monsters.com. Um, 
on you know on our website you can go check out our website you can look at all of our merchandise our gear and stuff um, we do have a really cool t-shirt that I'm, I'm sporting today actually but unfortunately you guys can't see it um, but just once again we just want to say thank you to everybody that listens to the podcast and has been supporting us we just want to say thank you and we'll catch you on Tuesday so thank you guys again for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Monsters with Caleb and I will catch you next week for you i'm not heater on you no i'm just telling you the facts oh these chains can keep me down yeah. i can be rude be in the mood i can be rotten i can be cool man like a fool but never forgotten creeping in the dark waiting for you yeah i feel like a monster and i'm just in a monster